one night I was I was old enough to be vacuuming, so I had chores, and there was a Barbie on the floor, mm. and I felt darkness in my heart, guys. <laughs> Hope Talk, a PCM podcast. So on this edition, this episode of the Hope Talk podcast, I've got a couple of 30-somethings and their little brother hanging out with us here, or <laughs> is it already a three 30-somethings? I've lost track, Logan. Or, or, I'll be I'll be 29 this July, so okay. I'm hanging on to my 20s desperately. All right, so we've got Madison, big sister, 30 years old. We've got Taylor, middle child, no syndrome though, no complex, 31. Uh, actually, I got that backwards. Taylor, 31, yeah. oldest child. Madison, no middle child syndrome, 30 years old. And Logan, the baby brother, 28. Known as Kane. Hey guys, what's up, guys? Is this syndrome like I've never heard of this syndrome? Have Please you not? Tell me more. Please tell me your parents let you watch the Brady Bunch growing up, right? We we did. Wait, oh, where I'm like you're Jan. Yeah, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> I wonder if I did that too much even as the oldest. And then Madison was just like the peacemaker. Yeah. Everyone just stopped complaining. We all are equally desperate for attention. I think that is what, that's how it is. I'm going to get into that here in a little bit. So if you want to describe the band here, from what I understand, Logan, you're the hype man of the band from your own words. Keep everybody up and encouraged and happy. That's right. That's right. Madison's a bass player. She's all things marketing and digital. And Taylor is really the only professional musician in the band based on a college degree. And she's the one that keeps stage degree going and everything like that. Do I have that? Am I right on all that? Yes. Indeed. Our roles, since we made that video, our roles have changed just a little bit um, because we have taken on some of the business side of things. Um, and so I now, along with the hype, uh, I are I am our makeshift tour manager as well. So I've taken on which has been very easy in the year of pandemic. You picked the perfect way right. to do that. That's right. That's, that's why I picked it. That's why I took that job. Wow. <laughs> What I have a habit of doing is whenever someone was like, now Logan's the hype man, and Madison, what are you? I'm like, I'm the hype man. Like, (laughs) (laughs) depends on the mood, but yes, you got right. I'm so thankful that you even looked us up or knew our names or anything. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know what? I've only been talking about you now for about two years since we tried to pull off J-Fest, because we moved it like four years, four I mean, four times, four times we moved it in the last year and a half. So we finally landed on May 21st, 2022. So hopefully everything will be done by there. And we've got Zach Williams. He is is locked into that. We've got every one of our other artists. There's only two artists we don't have locked in. Uh, that's We, The Kingdom, and Kane. But anyway, we'll work on that. We'll talk about that later. So, um, I'll have to talk to our tour manager. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing I know the tour manager now. So we'll, right. we'll, we'll talk about that. Hey, Taylor, from what I understand, you almost had an early trip to heaven about six years ago. Tell us about that miracle. What was that all about? That's right. Well, um, I think it all boils down to I went on a mission trip and ended up getting a parasite. But because everyone left feeling the same symptoms, I didn't go to the hospital as soon as I probably should have. But I went to one hospital and they just gave me fluids and sent me home. But my creatinine level, which is in your kidneys, the level is normally about a one around if you're healthy. And mine was um, at a nine. Wow. And then um, I think even got up to a 10 mm-hmm. at some point. So mm-hmm. anyways, doctor said your kidneys have failed. And 
They admitted me. I was there for 12 days. But it's amazing. My doctor was a Christian man, and I still talk to him all the time, Dr. Broom. Um, He was just trying to give us the facts and just be as realistic as possible and just saying, we're pretty sure that you have kidney disease. And so they would bring in people to treat me for that and prep me for what my life would look like. And I would basically, you would take a chemo type drug that would um, make me sterile. It would directly affect my vocal cords in a negative way, Mm. harm them. Um, I would lose my hair, acne, uh, weight gain, all your favorite things in, in one. And, um, so, but what was, and she was going to be ineligible for a kidney transplant. I think that was the big kicker is because they thought it was an autoimmune disease. If she were to get another kidney, they believed it would do the same thing again. So yeah. it was just no good news to be found. Sorry. Yeah. Continue. No. Every, I mean, I felt like a hundred people signed up that day. Like, okay, what does she need? We'll give it. So, yeah. but everybody was praying. And that's one thing that I'm, I'm so proud of where, where I was raised and who raised me because only faith was allowed in my hospital room and anything that was said about me was that she's going to be healed and a full recovery. And my dad even kicked one of the doctors out. He was like, Nope, (laughs) we're not going to talk about that. Um, but anyways, they, I was prepping for surgery and the biggest miracle to me was that I'm, I'm a really fearful person and I worry all the time. And I can honestly say that, I had zero fear. I don't know if it was just, um, I don't know. I really just felt like God was with me the whole time. I was in a lot of dark rooms alone, getting stuck and prodded and biopsied. And um, I just, it was like this toughness that, and that's the grace that people talk about that God gives you when you're going through something. But coolest part is that the doctor walked in and I was about to go downstairs and have a permanent port put in my neck. And Dr. Broom comes in and he's crying, which was never what he did ever. And he said, I have to give this to God, but um, your biopsy came back and they're completely clean. You're going to walk out of here on your own. And I only had to have dialysis twice. And then January, I was just, I'm fine. So it's really a miracle. And I know that that doesn't happen for everyone. So I try to look at it as like, I'm really thankful that that happened to me. But the biggest lesson for me was that I got to experience closeness was with God on this side of heaven in like a really supernatural way. So I bet. thank you for asking about that. Oh my goodness gracious, for sure. And I'll tell you what, if you're thinking about going and looking up the band Kane here on Wikipedia, let me give you a little caution here. If you go to Wikipedia, this is not the same group that is an Italian black thrash metal band formed and based in Rome, whose lyrics are written mostly in Italian and Latin and deal with the history and mythology of the Roman Empire. So uh, that's not you guys, correct? Uh, I wanted to make sure. They beat us to it. That uh, really was going to be what we wanted. Yeah, yeah. He's already there. Yeah. Um, Madison, tell them about tell them about Kane, the Italian band, real quick. Well, so what kills me about this is that if you don't know, you might think that it's us because it deals with demons, wow. wizards, like it has angels. some angels, and so it has some type of Christian thing. So I, one fan came up to us after the Zach Williams show was like. I didn't think that y'all were going to be a good fit for the tour, <laughs> but we really loved your music. They have been listening. They've been listening to thrash metal. Oh and it has a lot of crosses in it and like people on, it's not good. I mean, sorry. I mean, it's not my cup of tea. It's not us. It's not us. Um, 
Yeah. So it's like you just Google Cain and then you see Cain from the Bible, Deck and Abel. Yeah. And it's like that gets the tone going negatively. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then you click down again and then people are on crosses screaming. And then, you get, you know, one more and then we're smiling and laughing. And that's what we're trying to get people. I love that the folks at Wikipedia didn't didn't catch it so when you google it it is our picture and then yeah. it's all bad information yeah. so they were just sort of like yeah whatever that seems like this yeah it looks like that kind of people so is it maybe wh- we should make a video of us eating spaghetti and trying to do like italian accents yeah just start thrashing each other we thrash go, go go see harry potter land there in universal you all can film it there you know that'll oh, work so oh, you know okay. hey tour manager just trying to help you out there so um <laughs> well, we've of- got to after JFest. There you go. Yeah, yeah. In 2022. Hey, Logan, real quick. The nose yes, ring. Now, I've heard one of two things. Either you lost a bet with one of your sisters or you're such a heavy sleeper that when y'all were still sharing a, a, a room that they ganged up on you one night and pierced it for you. You know, the, the nose ring has been such a point of contention for some people. I, yeah. I did not realize what a stumbling block it would be. So I I may start wearing a bag just so that my face and, and all my things don't and, uh, confuse people or distract them from the message of the music. But, um, no, yeah, it's funny. I, the moment that Logan got that I, I loved so much, it was like, do you think that Jesus wore a nose ring? And Logan's like, well, I didn't get it because I thought he did. I'm not sure that he wouldn't. I don't. I, 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 <laughs> I guess I could ask him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I, homeschooled. You guys were homeschooled uh, and public schooled, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes. which route are the three of you all individually leaning on once you start raising a little cane yourself? Are you? Is it going to be homeschool? Public I love school? raising a little cane. To that is <laughs> that is really cool. That was very slick. Um, I will forever be thankful that we were homeschooled, but I got to give credit where credit is due. Mom and dad are both very smart people. And so we had the benefit while being at home of sort of a master class. Dad was a, a civil engineer and mom made it all the way through college and ended up being a dental hygienist, but still a college educated human being. And so if, if homeschooling is just sort of, oh, you know, put your kid on the iPad and figure it out, junior that's not great. So yeah. I just, it served us. I felt, I felt well equipped all the way through college from my years of being homeschooled, even just to middle school. So I'd like to, if I've got time. I mean, mom and dad, or they put us in a book ahead of where we were. So when we did go into public school, in a lot of ways, we were redoing a year. Um, the stuff that was hard, the hardest thing about public school was just like figuring out how to deal with all i mean it's truly like they throw you in the fight club it's like people you don't have any choice of who you get to sit near you're with them all day everyone's hormones are going crazy people are shoving each other in the lockers i'm like what is this my y'all my first day so all i knew about public school is what i'd seen in tv so i walk into the lunchroom with a hat on like this and plop down at the table next to my friends and say, got room for one more? Like, I've been thinking about it all day. I was so ready to say my one-liner. And they're like, you have to sit with your class. I was like, are you kidding me? I've waited 10 years to get here, and now i got to sit with other people? You thought you were saved by the bell, jumping down with them in the lunchroom, right? Okay. All right, so there's two. What what about you? Are you going homeschool or public school? What do you think? 
Well, based on the way that I assembled my new Roomba today, I don't know if I should <laughs> do that for my kids. Did any so, of you ever worry about mom or dad was going to try to get you a transfer to another homeschool when you all were at home? Just saying. No, I, dad, he, it killed it. We begged to go to public school because I didn't want to miss out. But he would send me little notes into school. Like he was always trying to check us out to do stuff. So I, I think I feel super loved. And when we were in high school, we were his band. So my dad was did like traveling music, and I was his bass player. And Taylor did keys, and Logan played drums. So we would check out of school and still go do stuff. So not, not a bad gig. That is awesome. So we're talking with Kane here on the Hope Talk podcast. You know the song "Rise Up" or "Lazarus." What do you all prefer to call it? Because we we've called it both. I've slaughtered it both ways. That's <laughs> <laughs> originally we were like, "This song is called Lazarus. It's so cool." But then we say "Rise Up" like a million times. So I'm good with both. I like it either way. We we didn't want people to search and not like search for "Rise Up" and not catch it. But at the same time, it does feel a little like "Rise Up, Lazarus" from the band Kane. <laughs> I've also heard I've also heard "Out from the Grave" like Nazareth. So like maybe I don't know. That, maybe "Rise Up" is just a safe. Yeah. Bet. It, it is not a, a kid-friendly song as far as lyrics. I mean, like I saw a little two-year-old trying to like. like it does. I guess "Rise Up" is the only thing that really "Rise Up" really lands. I was gonna say I love. We get videos from people's kids, and it is the cutest thing. But sometimes they don't cut the camera off soon enough, and it's when we head into the voice of Jesus section, we really lose them from <laughs> seven and under. We really lose them. So it's a tough one. It's a yeah. It's a a high level reading. You have to be eighth grade to really. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Well, we went early on it here at, at J103. We added it real early. It, it helped Road Manager to be on the JFest lineup when that happened. Um, but it, it, we added it real early, and I'm not, I'm not kidding you. It was like the number one testing song for us for a long, long, long time. In fact, I didn't want to move it down to make room for other new currents, new releases that are coming out. So we created a new category called Still Current. And that's where that song's living at right now. So it gets just maybe a couple less plays than what a regular current would, but it's still right there. So um, because we didn't want to, uh, so honestly, that is my goal in life is just to, to stay still current in all things. That's, I love that. That is incredible. When is truly? You were adding it, and you alone. You alone. And I was. Wow. It was so scary because we had so many plans of how we were going to promote this song. Yeah. And then it turns out it, we just didn't. We didn't promote it. And, it, mm. and we're brand new and no one knew us or could even care less. So thank you so much for. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There, there are songs that you hear and when you hear them the first time, it's like. Yeah, that's going to be it. That that relates to our audience as well. You know, I don't know about the rest of the country, but our audience it does. Like one of your label mate, Rhett Walker's, his new song <laughs> called Gospel Song, knew it. Yep. I knew right off the way that's going to be yes. a big one here soon. So yes. you all, all shared a bedroom for a long time. Could yes. you, a long time. Could, long time. Could, could you still do it now? I mean, with all your spouses, if you all just had like one big giant open room cabin, could you all do it? Who would be voted off the island first, do you think? My husband, he snores. Really? <laughs> wow. Okay. Like, well, I mean, I don't Jared think Jared thinks that I eat too loudly, so I wonder if I'd vote Jared off for snoring and he'd vote Neil. Well, what? 
how did you discover this? Because you said something and Jared piped up well, really quickly. Well, every time that I come over when we were eating together, he turns music up so loudly in the so kitchen. Loud. And then finally, it was just, I, I was like, Logan said that I was like smacking the other day. Jared was like, yeah, you're the loudest eater I've ever heard. <laughs> Be careful with door you open. We're really close and us and our spouses are all really close. So it's, uh, my husband um, grew up as Logan's best friend since eighth grade. Oh. So we're, I feel like if any family could do it, we could all. I'm still kind of voting here. for us to do it and get a big house and live together. That's still kind of what it I It could be a reality do. series, you know. Oh, uh, my God. We'll have the that. one hidden camera in the corner where all of us go and we're like, yeah, Jared, eat yeah. so loudly and tell it just a bit. Yeah. And then we'll all hang out and shoot pool and have fun. And then Sit there in the diary room, the, you know. The uh, confession camera. Big yeah. brother family style. sharing a bedroom i think equipped us for touring more than anything because you're never more than a minivan length away true yeah from each other and so i feel like yeah i just remember people growing up there it's like i can't imagine sharing room with my sibling i'm like i can't imagine having a room (laughs) (laughs) having a room period who kept their side of the room the most organized definitely not me i don't know who's better but i i was i was on the top bunk so I just kept everything up there. Maybe I, it felt tidy, but I, I had nothing on the floor. <laughs> we had this like giant dresser of Barbies, and we only allowed Logan to play with those with us. So he didn't really have a lot of stuff. But every night, me and Madison were sharing our little bunk bed, and she just gets crazy feet, restless leg, some may call it, and she just knocks all the Barbies off every night wow we really wired it to the end but it really was just one of those things where i couldn't help it just get in bed good night it over oh. i'm gonna give you guys i want to i'm gonna give you an exclusive story hope talks i've never told this story one night i was i was old enough to be vacuuming so i had chores and there was a barbie on the floor mm. and i felt darkness in my heart guys <laughs> I remember anakin skywalker overtook and became darth vader and i sucked that barbie up and I tried to make it afterward. I was like, I just, it was an accident. How do you accidentally vacuum a barbie up? You know what I mean? Like, I was so happy to have Teresa because at one time I had brown hair and so did she. And afterwards, I'm telling you, half her face was gone. And I tried to take makeup and paint and put the rest back. I mean, honestly, the mom, how much is a barbie? I was crying. The question I want to know is what kind of industrial vacuum cleaner would you suck up a whole Barbie doll? I mean, it was a shop vac? What was it? That's why we didn't have money for another Barbie. We had the most expensive vacuum cleaner in America. (laughs) I mean, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, maybe the hair of the Barbie went in, just the head would get stuck right there. But There's something about those bristles going, just the war of attrition, baby. Oh, my God. Keep digging. Like a wood chipper or something at your all's house my goodness hey what was it like to live apart for the first time after sharing a room all that time who moved out first and or was it when y'all went to college y'all didn't share a dorm i know that at troy yeah we did all oh, three of you, did you okay like an apartment or something we lived in a duplex okay we lived in half, half a duplex um i mean it truly i i don't want to be dramatic but i had a hard time living apart yeah, like I, it was one of those things where like, oh, it's funny, it's you know all this stuff. But we all lived together even after I got married, just because it would make me literally so anxious. Yeah, just 
I don't. I would well, feel so homesick, and it was it was odd for sure. Madison has said this before, and I think that it's true that um, God gave us each one third of an artist. We just function and thrive together so much better whenever we're on a bus or in a room that's when the ideas are flowing that's we every song we write the three of us have to be present because i love them and they love me but if we're not there to give our sort of stamp of approval we just get our best stuff together yeah i do think too in our personalities the way we work we make like this one awesome mega human <laughs> they just go together really well so yeah. it's very rare that one of us is going to be or that all three of us are going to be having a hard time yeah usually someone's doing okay to kind of help the other out but um so before when we first started before we even officially all moved out taylor got married to a baseball player and so she was all over the place logan was doing cheerleading and then he was in a long distance relationship so he was all over the place and our career wasn't going anywhere. And so I, more than me wanting to do music, I felt like music was what was keeping us together. And there would be a reason, but it was truly like, if our career falls apart, there's no reason for them to come home. Yeah. And I, at the time to make money, I was doing video editing. So I was doing a lot of, a lot of time alone in a quiet room. And I just, that was truly the hardest time ever. So now. It was hard times, man, but that really was. That was the turning point when everything sort of came to a head. When, when music was the only thing that was holding us together, was it going to be enough to hold us together? And in its current state, it was not. But when we were able to commit it fully, I mean, not to hyper-spiritualize it, but when we were able to commit our music fully to the Lord and say, if it's never more than being worship leaders and being together, that is still enough. It absolutely released us. I mean, I we were in spiritual bondage. We were in a very manipulative relationship, in a business relationship, and the Lord delivered us. Wow. I mean, without going into great detail, guys, the company that owned my likeness contractually, had my signature on it, owned my likeness, dissolved itself and ripped up my contract for no reason other than God's goodness. That does not happen. Yeah. Do you believe in miracles? It's like, <laughs> how does that happen? God just absolutely orchestrated our every step. And and that was the thing, Matt. You're right. If music by itself would have been enough to keep us together, it would have. But we had to, it had to be put in its right place. So. Yeah. What's what's interesting, what's interesting to hear is Logan talk about insecurity. The man who has a uh, endless wardrobe of sleeveless gun show shirts on is what he has. So, you know, and, uh, <laughs> like was that creatine you were drinking in that cup there, or what was it there? You know? He knew it. <laughs> Oh, this, this shirt had sleeves on when the interview started. Uh, of course, he's going to rip them off there. They for just sure. dissolved. Anchor arms. All right, so cheerleading. You all were cheerleaders at some point or another. What are some of the wrong stereotypes of cheerleaders? Oh, that is a great question. Um, I would say uh, I love it, but Bring It On did it wrong. We'll just start there. That is is an incorrect representation of, of who we are and what we do. Um, I think... You, girls, you can talk about cheerleading from your perspective, but from my perspective, I have seen it. Um, it, it is such a life-changing opportunity for people like myself. I dreamed of being a Division One football player, and I did not end up one. And this gave me clearly now such an open door to, 
make these relationships and it just changes your life. Like there's a scholarship opportunity for people that, that didn't readily fit into another category or whatever. So I love cheerleading. Um, but I, as far as stereotypes and things, I don't know. I mean, well, you're not just walking with your friends and then all of a sudden you're like, we have to have a dance off. Five, six. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I make that joke a lot too about like movies about high school. It's like, the guy that sings songs has his guitar with him during class and stuff. People don't wear their cheerleading uniform just around. <laughs> can you oh, still, can you still do an awesome? Come on. Awesome. Yes, I still can. Yeah. So um, I teach currently I, I, my numbers come way down. I still have about five kids that I work with anytime I have time. And one of those kids is Stevie Joy Chapman. Yeah, the, the flyer phenom. I was going to ask you who that chick was. My goodness gracious. She is a star. She's the best kid in the country. I'm excited for her. Um, but that was just such a cool thing to be able to meet one of our biggest heroes outside of a music context. Um, and, and they are like family now. Yeah. You know, which is just such a cool thing because I get to talk to them and Mary Beth will will call me and say, Hey, we're praying for you guys. We love, you know, we're rooting for your music, anything we can ever do. That's not something that I ever thought I would be able to have. And it's just such a huge blessing. So, yeah. Do you ever get confused right before you go on stage to perform like on the Zach Williams tour and you wrap your wrists and stuff like that before you go out? (laughs) (laughs) I go out. I'm like, I feel like my equipment is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Taylor, we mentioned that you're made you're married to a major league baseball pitcher, Steven Matz, who was with the Mets. Is he still with the Blue Jays up in Toronto? Yes. He's he is a new Blue Jay. He's pitched twice in spring training. Looks great in the blue. Awesome. He's having a blast. Set tell the ERA. The ERA is zero. Hey! For people who don't know sports, that sounds like he's a loser, but a zero. <laughs> that, that's Hello. what you're shooting for as a pitcher, is an ERA of zero. Do you think it was harder on Major League Baseball players last year or Christian artists during what we went through this last year? Oh, wow. You know what? We had, we had a great year last year. We had a great year. <laughs> I mean, he's still got to play baseball. And you all still got to write songs. Right, yeah. You got to write songs. Uh, maybe it was harder on us. Steven because oh. I complained to him so much. Uh. <laughs> it was awesome because he's never in Nashville during the off-season time. So we got to spend his birthday, like, stuff that we normally wouldn't get to do, like springtime. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I just remember riding around in the truck with Steven just be like, this is crazy. But up until our song started doing better, I was crying pretty regularly. (laughs) (laughs) So we could daily cry about how everything was over and all my hopes and dreams are done. And so. Do, but think about it though. Think about, so yes, they still got to play, but with no one there, imagine if we still had to go on tour and no one was allowed to come and we just had to play a show every night with no one watching. It was like, yeah. Just like cardboard cutouts. Yeah. Well, (laughs) Madison, since you didn't suffer from a middle middle child syndrome there, who would you say was mom's favorite? Who was dad's favorite between the three of you? Uh, I think the easiest answer is me for both. Madison, what do you think? Okay, I would say still to this day that like maybe Taylor is mom's favorite, but a little bit me. Okay. 
I think I think that <laughs> she and Taylor talk the most, but she loves hearing from me. So the right. one that got away. <laughs> let me let me make my case. Let me make my case. As, okay. as you've as you've turned your profile to flex the delts, okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, yeah let I've me noticed make that. My case. I've noticed that. Um, at my senior year of high school. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> my senior year of high school, both of the girls had already gone off to college. I am the only one that, as an adult, had a whole year with just the two of them. Guys, we were the cutest thing you've ever seen. We ate dinner together every night. They came to all my football and baseball games. They had shirts with my picture on it. Okay? So I'm just saying, all the after, three of us. What about after college when I was single for uh, a little too long <laughs> and wanted me to maybe not be there so much? And Taylor, that- didn't you have a year without the other two to have just mom or dad there as well? She did, but it was a lot of goo-goo-ga-ga. Okay. It was a lot all of right, complaining. All right. Seriously. Yeah, Taylor was... Five months old when mom got pregnant with me, and then I was six months old when mom got pregnant with Logan. So it was just, you're not even truly alive until you're one. I gotcha. I gotcha. What about dad? (laughs) Who was dad's favorite? You think? I was going to say Taylor, to be honest, because I feel like that's his first baby, his little girl. You know, I think it was probably Taylor. So here's the case. He texted me the other day at like 1 a.m. Dad sleep, stays up late, and he was like, "Don't I'm tell the other two, but I love you more." The video of me falling. <laughs> so, Wait, and that's he, our first. Does he text y'all? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe maybe we should read all the texts and just see. Get a good amount loud. It really would be great. I think that we're mature enough to handle if mom and dad were like, listen, just say it. Like, who do you like more? Maybe we should. I would get from a parent of three kids, my oldest being a girl and our other two being boys. Um, I honestly feel like, and I can say this, I loved all three of my kids the same. How, how did your all's parents make sure that you all felt loved the same? Oh, they nailed it. Very to the point where we never got anything different from one another. So if we got a bike, we all got the same bike. And then for Christmas presents, mom would tally up the value and the quantity of each present to make sure that everything (laughs) was the same. And then they somehow made it to every single thing we did. Oh yeah. Wow. Even though we were always incredible. And I think too, like they always said this growing up, but like you can never spoil a child by loving them too much. And so our parents were never sparing on how, how much they affirmed us yeah. verbally and by being there and how much they told us how like we were special and we were loved. Like just a day did not go by. And so I felt that way. Gotcha. I t- found us in front of other people like mm-hmm. share. I don't, I think that we're just, we were really affirmed yeah what, and I, I think that we're better for it definitely definitely well you can tell you can tell your three kids loved by mom and dad both of you there so, <laughs> even though you're in your 30s and almost 30 um you all we're, we're talking with the band Kane here about to wrap things up here in just a couple of minutes heart cell alabama is where you all hail from there um what do you all miss most about heart cell alabama if you could move your family back there what would be the best thing Oh, that's okay. Like if like we, if we relocated. Yeah. Okay, I'll go first. Well, we just shot our music video there for Yes You Can and just being on Main Street 
and people from your childhood just stopping by to say, what are you guys doing in here? Or like, I remember this. I remember you used to come to my house and all that stuff. I think my brightest memory was when we all played softball, t-ball. Like mm-hmm. as kids, you go up to the park. Everybody's mm-hmm. on a different field. You're eating dinner at the ballpark. And then you all come home late at night together, all dirty. I just think yeah. if we had kids, that would be so cute is to take them back and play ball there. My favorite part of childhood was there was a stretch, like 13 to 18, where we were all in the youth group together. And because we were all in high school, we would have a Bible study at our parents' house that had something like 70 people in there. They would just push all the furniture out. And it yeah. just, it felt like we'd all go to church together Sunday morning, hang out all day, and then go to youth group Sunday night. And I would, I that hope that if we have kids or when we have kids, that we can provide that kind of thing. Like, oh, and another thing, mom and dad didn't ever give us curfews at all. They always just said, like, you have trust until you break it. Yeah. And so I just, I don't know. I, it would be cool to replicate that for our kids. And say, you know like, when your childhood is so great that you're, like, sad about your adult life? Yeah, that was cool. I remember, like, that when I was a, a senior in high school, I went in and, and knocked on mom and dad's door, and I said, hey, um, is it okay if I go – hang out with some people this was like after midnight i told them i'm sneaking out but i just wanted you to know where i am is that cool i'll i'll let you know when i get home so it was like we just had that relationship where i was like hey you guys make me look cool is it okay if i, if I told them i snuck out um I, same honestly our roots just ran so deep in Hartsville, alabama that it it felt like people were expecting us our grandparents were from there. My yeah. dad went to high school there. So by the time we got there, it, it that's what it felt like. It felt like there was a parade waiting for us, and everybody was just so cool to us. And I remember being so ready, like saying things like, oh, man, everybody knows everything about you. I'm ready to go somewhere new. And then the grass is always greener. You go, and you're you're oh, so man. looking for a place to connect. And so at Kroger, and you're just like, how are you? And they're like, um, can you can you move out of the line? Can you leave? <laughs> <laughs> My first weekend in Nashville, I was all alone. Taylor had gone back home, Dartsel, um, and so I just go to the pool to try to mingle. And there were three couples in the pool, kind of like doing a slow dance. And I didn't know where to look, so I just stared at the sky because I didn't want to look. People to think I was watching them, but I literally couldn't find a place to rest my eyes. Just like, so I was sort of like just playing with the water and staring at the sky, like, why am I here? <laughs> sorry, Grandma. Sorry, Grandpa. I didn't want to embarrass you there, right? You know. Um, so I saw the video where you guys went home and actually got to see your childhood house. Do you all still have the restraining order against you from that family that owns that, or uh, you know? Actually. <laughs> Did, did everything short of post their address yeah Oops. yeah did, were you surprised at how that childhood home shrank inside yeah. is that a thing yeah do you yeah. feel that way too yeah i do too i do too my kids even come home now huge yeah same way my last question how can i how can our listeners pray for and minister to you guys and your families right now Ooh. okay so we have seen this happen there and there's no denying it. Anytime that we start experiencing career success, we start experiencing a ton of strife with the three of us. With the three of us. Um, 
and it really is so silly. We're almost like a regular, what is this? Like, we're, we're having the best time of our lives. Why can't we all get along? So I think just, like, um, just praying that, like, we stay near to the Holy Spirit and that we're listening to the still small voice and that we just don't leave any room for any kind of strife as the word. It just takes the joy out of everything. So yeah. we just want to. Anything else? Uh-huh. Any, anybody else want to share one? Oh, no. I mean, I'm just so thankful. And just know that this, what we do, isn't possible without your listening family. Oh, my gosh. Because you guys wanting to take that message and just share it with people, that's just what we're doing this for. So thank you so much. And thank you for seeing us. Nobody likes to be first. Nobody likes to be early. And we're weird. We are not right down the middle. And we are so thankful that you guys saw us and were faithful to support us. Um, literally everything that we have is a direct result of, of that support. So You got it. Well, can I pray with you real quickly? You got time? Of course. Father, I just thank you so much the way that you lead us, the way you guide us, the way you provide for us, and Father, the way you call us. And Lord, I thank you for Taylor, and I thank you for Madison, and for Logan, and and Father, just the way that you have called them and their spouses to be in this ministry together. And so, Lord, I just thank you for the way that you're using them, the way that you are getting the job done, the way that you are are, uh, giving them the platform, the way that you are making the song successful, giving them the words to write and the lyrics. And God, I just thank you for that. And Lord, as a result of that, I pray that you would provide that protection, that you would just help that harmony to be there within the three of them, of course, vocally, but also, Father, more importantly, emotionally and spiritually and physically together. Protect them from any kind of strife, any kind of envy, any kind of jealousy. God, I just pray that you would help them to always have that understanding and to continue to look to each other because each of them are looking to you. God, we love you and we thank you for Cain and for what you are doing through them and how you're blessing our lives as a result of that. In your name we pray. Amen. Hope Talk, a PCM podcast.